Hey guys, welcome to the kids table. This week we are watching 1998's Ants, a movie that according to Roger Ebert enters into a microscopic world and makes it so vast and threatening that comparisons with Star Wars are not under justified. Whew, what the fuck was going on in 1998? I love you Ebert, but... <laughs> no. Um, the summary of Ants is as follows. A rather neurotic ant tries to break from his totalitarian society while trying to win the affection of the princess he loves. Z was just another face in the crowd until the day she came into his life. Hi. Want to dance? Absolutely. What on earth are you doing? You know, why does everybody have to dance the same way? You know, that's completely boring. It's no fun. Princess Bala, the guards are coming! You're a princess. When can I see you again? Mm, never. Bye. No, wait. Weaver, you gotta switch places with me. This is the only way I can see Princess Bala. Oh, boy. Princess Bala! Princess Bala! Hey, it's me! Right, first. We received word that the termite enemy has mobilized. This guy's crazy. I am proud to send you into battle. I'm, so, I'm sorry, into battle? Now, destiny will make him a hero. One soldier did make it back. You're the guy from the bar. A worker danced with my fiance. Arrest him. Hey, wait a minute. Let go of me. And it will take him on an adventure. Beyond his wildest dreams. So he kills himself a hundred termites. Then bada bing, bada bip, bags himself the princess. I can't believe you tried to pass yourself off as a soldier. The trick is not to panic. And he's about to discover that the challenges of the outside world are the least of his problems. I've been kidnapped by the village idiot. I know. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. Um, I was just telling my co-host Matt here. Matt, must we must we burp on? I'm gonna on... try and make it my thing. No one wants that to be your thing. I I think there are maybe a handful of people who who do. Well, um, welcome to the kids' table and hey. This week, as you heard, we're watching Ants from 1998, mm -hmm. um, a movie that Roger Ebert seems to think that someone was comparing to Star Wars. Yeah, I don't really know. I guess um. I guess there's a hero's journey. I guess it's Campbellian a little bit in the way that Star Wars is. But other than that, like, damn, it's really not, not even not close. Seeing it. It's not even close. Really not getting it. Um, I mean, the, the prequels had come out. I mean, not the prequels. The, uh, the the special editions had come out in 97. But yeah, we were still a ways away from Phantom Menace. So Yeah. And, and by ways, I mean a year. But We were a year away from Phantom <laughs> <Yeah>. Menace. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, th this is like where Star Wars kind of offers you know, a, a vast sort of mythically ominous monolithic enemy that some heroes, underdogs defeat. This like, offers Marxism. Yeah, this is like, this is totally <laughs> Jewish Marxism that we're getting. Like we, we, uh, it's, it's a bleak fucking world. That it is. They paint here. It's, I th we both are sort of in agreement that it's, it's not really a kid's movie. No, I was very uncomfortable at like envisioning sitting down to watch this with my children. Yeah. Because unless you're, how, how old? What's the age range they're trying to target here? 45 40. and male. <laughs> <laughs> 45 male from New York, 
not, you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy no, it, but I not. think you should, I think he wants you to be. Like, I like Manhattan. Yeah. Which they even reference when they, at the very beginning, they show the grass in silhouette, and oh, it's yeah. shaped like buildings, and yep. then it does the pan down into the ant colony, where Woody Allen is kvetching <laughs> to a psychologist about his feelings of insignificance and inadequacy being born into a family of seven million. I which, my first, literally my first note, because I haven't seen this movie since 1998, I guess? Like, that must have been when I saw it. And my the first thing I wrote down is, oh, this is just Woody Allen as an ant. <laughs> yeah. It's, this is, the movie is called Woody Allen as an ant. <laughs> with a Z. With, uh, with ants. And it's, I guess it's because it's cool and also, um, it's maybe like a play on the fact that his name is Z and it's like, ant, oh. he's Aunt Z. Now, do you think And is they... he antsy? Is that the other thing? He's oh, antsy. he's antsy. <laughs> he's antsy because he doesn't want to be part of the part of the million, like the drone colony of it all. Right. Everyone keeps telling Z that he thinks too much. Right. Like that's his like big failing. Is but that he, like he's not he's not cool with being part of the super organism that is an ant colony. He really just though he just has to like get it together and just concentrate on the digging. That's what they want. Right. They're like take pride in your work. Yeah. Like, you know, Arbit macht frei or whatever that like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's unfounded to claim that there are some... I mean, it's about fascism. It is, yes. And it's about... A uh, Jewish aunt. And it's about racial purity a yeah. little bit, too. Or, like, genetic purity, so... Yes. Well, it's more about the concept of nature versus nurture. Like, what are you made to do? Right, but then... What are you born to do, I should say? The antagonist. Ant, the antagonist. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Uh, oh, man. So many layers. Of, yeah, this movie. Um... Mandible, General Mandible, mm -hmm. he's clearly taken the idea that it's nature to its, like, yes. evil logical conclusion. Right, right, right. And so Holocaust parallels, I'm just saying, are not unfounded. No, they, I mean, they exist in this movie about Woody Allen as an ant. Yes, for sure. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. I think Woody Allen got an uncredited sort of, like, punch-up oh, credit no, he, at the this, very end. It's funny because I was, like, expecting when the writers came on at the end to see that, um he had written this movie. But it's actually by the guy who wrote about a boy. The Whites's? Is that, are that... Oh, yeah. It's like Chris and Paul Whites, I believe. There's Well, there's Todd Alcott. Uh-huh. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I can know what he wrote. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the... The Chris Weitz. Right. And the other Weitz. Yeah. But so, um, when I was watching Paul, it... Paul. Paul Weitz. Paul, yeah, yeah. So I thought that uh, Woody Allen had written it, but it was... Even though it wasn't written by him, it was clearly written for him. Do you think, uh, because it's kind of a, a, a point of pride and principle now that we don't research a lot, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I wonder, did they like always want to cast Woody Allen, or did they just go, we got Woody Allen, so let's give him final punch-up to just write, essentially, jokes from his movies for himself at, as, the, as the final phase of the writing process was happening? That's a fair question, because I also think that this was a time in 98 where... He, I don't know if we, if he could really show his face on screen at this point. Yeah, you were saying this was the year that he married Sun This Yi? was the year of Sun Yi. And so, like, I don't know, I, you know what, it occurs to me sometimes that, like, maybe we do need someone who's, like, 40 to be on with us occasionally, just so that they can speak from a place of, like, being, having lived what we just <laughs> remember. Because I, I don't, I know how we all feel about Woody Allen now, obviously, which is 
not good. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the reaction to him marrying Sunyi in 1998 was. I think it was pretty bad, as you okay. might imagine. Like, okay. whatever. Well, I don't know, because in 98, we were doing all kinds of things. Yeah, <laughs> but we were... It's weird, because it's like the double-edged sword of, like, I think, uh... I guess we're, st- we're still obviously grossed out now. Yes. But th- I feel like there's now, like, a, a weirder contingency, of, like, a kind of minority contingency now who are more vocal about being, like, don't, don't like, kink shame. Like, don't, don't, like... But no, but it goes beyond kink shaming. Like, like no, it's, it's not a kink shaming. It's, like, because Dylan, right, right, the right. daughter, wrote, like, the whole, um... She wrote an op-ed in the New York Times. Yeah, like, what, like, last hard year? hard to read. Yeah. Yeah. Basically saying, like, this man is a monster. Right, Yeah. yeah. And and then Woody Allen, who's, like, insanely good at compartmentalizing, yeah. uh, like, directed, like, 80 movies between this, and, like, is just, like... Which is in... Like, I actually don't understand how this man is still working. Though, yes, I do, because it took us 20 years to get rid of Bill O'Reilly. Mm. Right. Who, like, is so unabashed. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's another Cosby. It's just another... Allegedly. Sorry, yes. We gotta Allegedly. tread that fine legal line. Yes. He's nothing definitive, whereas Cosby has, like, a fucking <laughs> military no, platoon's worth of women. Well, that's the thing. You still have to say allegedly with Cosby, too. Ugh, yeah. Because I think that case has just gone to trial. Or is going to trial this summer. Where were we in the Clinton shit? Uh, 97? No, ni- 98. 97, 98 was Lewinsky. Was Lewinsky, too. Yeah, so we're just, like, mired right now <laughs> in... In social sexual scandals. Well, it's super interesting to me because, like, this movie resonate resonated weirdly with me mm-hmm. in its bleakness with this current year. Oh, um, yeah. But it's just, not that this is, like, this is a really, like, loose connection, but, like, my first political memory is probably from this year because the first thing I ever encountered or heard about a politician, not policy, not anything, was just that, because it was, like, kind of, like, scandalous, was that, like, our president got a blowjob and then lied about it. And, like, as a kid, that was, like, my first ever bit of information and awareness mm-hmm. of our president and of a larger political system. Right. Yeah. See, I I think I was a little more... It was my Kennedy assassination. <laughs> was a dress with, like, cum on was, it. Was, was, <laughs> your, your Kennedy assassination was a blowjob. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that my political Kennedy assassination was probably OJ. I think, like, that's where... That's mm. where my, like, political light turned on a little bit. Your um, politics, like, like awareness of, like, of, like race dynamics within yeah. the legal system? Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably, like, where it where it happened. Um, not that I was, like, paying attention to... I paid attention to that second Clinton election. I knew who Bob Dole was, and I knew who Ross Perot was huh. because of all that. Interesting. Because oh, yeah, because there was the, fake, the creepy sketch with yeah. that kid who played Pizza Face. Was it Pizza? Um, there was, like, the big-eared... No, it was the girl did big-eared Ross Perot. Oh, that's always oh, oh, that's why it was extra creepy. Yeah, it, he had like uh, Jeff Jeff Sessions sized ears. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff Sessions has such a potato head that's the same width as his neck. I know. The other thing I was thinking anyway was, ants <laughs> ants. The other thing that sort of another loose connection that just sort of like flashed in my brain was because this movie is basically like basically like a a Marxist sort of. Uh, wet dream yeah literally <laughs> yeah uh, oh. <laughs> um versus you know this this sort of horrifying sense for racial purity i was just thinking like in 95 you got the foundational 
sort of some of the foundational shit for the alt rights, you know, like, like a new, like the, the new like resurgence of race science in in like new, like academic phraseology now like, that's was, being used. Like, because Charles Murray was that bell curve era. The be- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like Charles Murray had written the bell curve in like '95 mm-hmm. with Richard Hernstein. Right. Both of whom were, like, conservative think tank employees who were, like, out to conduct anthropological research and psychological research. Proving. Gotta, gotta love that phrenology. Proving, yeah. <laughs> Getting their calipers out and, uh, <laughs> and feeling skull shapes. <laughs> so, I don't know, like, a couple years later you get this movie. It's just, like, I just wonder if, like, that uh, kind of bleak awareness of, of what was happening. I was... don't know, but it's it's so bleak at a time where, yes, like, the Clinton sex scandal was going on, but, like... Other than that, we were kind of, like, at that... The the internet bubble was rising at that time. Like, people were, like, becoming rich very quickly. The housing market was on the rise. This is a happy time in America. <laughs> yeah, we were actually feeling ourselves as a country at the yeah, time. Yeah, we really were. I think we... Had we bombed, um... Uh, we went into, like, Bosnia at some point. Yeah. Clinton took us into Bosnia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but, you know, we were doing well. We were mostly happy. <laughs> We're watching, we're watching Matt's girlfriend attempt to get a, a knife. knife. She's trying to oh so quietly use the kitchen space we're taking up. Yeah. Get out of here. Leave. Get out. Sorry. Jesus. Oh. Sorry about that, you guys. We're very professional. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, I don't know. That was just a really long-winded way of saying what was sort of rattling around in my head. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, you thought a lot more critically about it than I did. Like, the only, the only, as far as I got was, uh, the aunt is in the chair. He's talking to the psychiatrist and he says a line. He says, um, I think he says, like, what about me? And I thought that that, like, kind of just summarized Woody Allen's entire, like, life philosophy, like, life career. Like, what about me? Yeah. Like, he seems like a very self-centered, like, does not care how his actions affect others' people. And I just thought that, like, that moment on the psychiatrist's couch was just a nice summation of who he is. Right. I mean, it's it's just, they're, they're clearly just riffing on, yeah, his fame and his identity as, like, a actor and just person, cultural icon. Mm-hmm. Weird, it's just a weird choice for a kid's movie. This is a movie that sort of yeah. is... I, uh, uh, more for like almost like teens maybe if well, you're lucky like a cultural teen or like I don't think so because I think cultural teen a cultural I, teen I think I'll and I'll you know what I probably will have already popped in a trailer um, in between our intros and our, the start of our episode so you guys can be the judge but I really do like kind of remember this being marketed as towards kids like this was not supposed to be any right. they were happy meals and I remember as a kid liking it. Again, mm-hmm. for the reasons that I say where I, I, I kind of enjoyed feeling like I was getting uh, uh, let into the adult world a little bit more. Like, getting a sneak peek, like, feeling proud if I understood a joke that I could tell was geared for the parents taking their kid to see the movie. Right, right. And there's a lot, like, in the reviews of this, there's, like, a lot of mention of how, like, your kids will enjoy, like, this one scene. There's only one scene in this movie, by the way, that I genuinely think children would enjoy. There are just, oh. there, yeah, in a movie that's, like, an hour and a half, there are probably, like, a cumulative, like, 20 minutes worth of, like, fun, whimsical scenes yeah. that, like, play with the idea of what it would be like to be an ant. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all the reviews talk about how, like, there's that one scene for kids, but then, like, parents will leave this movie quoting lines. And I'm just like, that's, that's... 
who decided to make this? <laughs> and there are some really, like, high-concept lines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I forget what I... I think, uh... Z, who's, like, drinking in the weird bar where they, they drink out it's of... A- aphids? Yeah, like... Aphid it, butt? <laughs> I don't drink out of the anus of another creature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. And then, like, they, they at one point do this, like, um... In unison dance as part of like mandated fun. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Well, that's because every 90s movie had to have a choreographed like dance number. (laughs) I like that this one was not joyful though at all. No. It was just like dreary. Like, but like he says, like, he looks at them and he goes, ugh. Just mindless zombies capitulating to an oppressive system. (laughs) And I'm like, what like eight year old is laughing at that? Right. No one is laughing at that. Um, I did like as. When we come out of the psychiatrist chair and we're sort of spanning over the entire ant colony and setting up the the scenery of the movie, I was struck by like, oh, this is like very good music. Yeah, the the world building was kind of neat. And, yeah. And I tried to scale my like technical uh, expectations down to 1998's CGI abilities. No, know? I remember this being it was very good for nineteen ninety eight. This is like state of the art at the time. It's yeah. just, it shows itself you know as aged now obviously but like yeah and i mean we know that like dreamworks was good at this they we've already talked at length about the prince of egypt yeah (laughs) which we loved and they've now and yeah this is their full that they're now in the full swing of like cgi stuff right which they will unfortunately continue to beat to death yeah over the course (laughs) of the next 15 years so the animation's really good, I thought. Mm-hmm. All the ants' faces, are character designs, are, like, molded on the voice actors speaking them, which is really weird. Yeah, and got a little, like, uncomfortable when suddenly there was a big-lipped ant who was, like, clearly supposed to be black, but it yeah. kind of just looked like blackface. Danny Glover plays a, a soldier ant named Barbados, and it's... Do you think he dies? Do you think he dies? Yeah, he dies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he dies. He's dead. Not before you, like, learn to kind of like him, but... Right. Yeah, it's just, like, the the black character. Is he the one, the one black character in the movie? He is, indeed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, so, um... Wait, the final contextual piece, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. It's just that we all know that in the same year, A Bug's Life mm-hmm. uh, was released by Pixar. Yeah. Um, and if we had our druthers, that would be our next movie that we would watch so that we could do a proper comparison. I assure you it won't be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, who cares? Like, no. Well, I'm just saying, you know, that would be the logical thing to do. I think When have we ever done the logical thing? I love Bugs Life, too. I think it's, uh, I think it's fun. It's just so obviously more well-honed towards children. Oh, yeah. Um, while still being, like, fun for, like, a large age range. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, I think it was DreamWorks trying to do the thing where they're like, we are the more edgy, like sort of, like, more more closely, like, cleaving to the fine line between adult and children entertainment? I think yes, because they're, I think, and I could be so wrong about this, but I think one of their first big, big, big movies was Saving Private Ryan, which was, like, the ultimate, yeah, Saving Saving Private Ryan is a DreamWorks. Is it really? Yeah. It's Spielberg. Spielberg DreamWorks is Spielberg's, uh... Oh. Yeah. I guess I never really put that together. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's obviously like an ultra, ultra adult uh, movie. And so I'm wondering if maybe like they, as a company, were just like, let's try to 
you know, like, do... I don't know. They were, like, they wanted to make kids shit, but, like, they also wanted to, like, keep that same audience that had, like, bought them, like, so much money earlier that year. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm throwing things out there. No, you're right, because, like, it does seem like in this they're trying to have it both ways a little bit. Yeah. And, like, maybe that's, like, maybe that was, like, that has to have been a means-tested focus group strategy, too. There's no way it wasn't. Yeah. They're, like, we can sort of, like, carve out some weird demo (laughs) niche by, like, playing it like this. What a weird... Because, like, again... There's there's a picnic scene in this movie where it gets a little like wild and crazy and it's the only scene in this movie that I think kids would enjoy because I don't It's when there's like that's when like color there's like a lot of color yeah. and like it becomes bright they do the they they venture into that bug's life thing which right. was also delightful yeah. where they're in like a bunch of garbage and yeah. stuff and but it's it's a magical wonderland. <laughs> yeah, like that's where the like imagination that would like Mm-hmm. Delight kids came into play where there's like yeah. a worm that's a roller coaster. That was really and cool. And there were ladybugs like leading their children to class. Yeah, it was charming. Like they walk through a flock of birds, but it's flies. Yeah. <laughs> but to get to that point, like we have to do all this stuff in this um in this industrial. Yeah, like in this dis- fascist dystopia. Yeah. So you get like you have the dancing. Oh, Z's best friend, by the way, is Jennifer Lopez, who yeah. is a terrible voice actress she plays as tekka which is which, a weird name no it's not it's not, i mean it's yeah it's a weird name in that it's not a name it's like just clearly like oh we have this latina actress <laughs> so let's add an a onto the ends of aztecs and go with it yeah <laughs> <laughs> well they have a weird names because like woody allen's name is z right then there's the ants are named like chip muffy Barbados. No, Muffy is um Muffy is the Hornet who I love. Oh shit, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Actually, that was really sad. I loved the I love the Hornets. They're my favorite characters in the movie. Yeah, the thing is, like, it's it's so bleak and 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 kind of frightening in the colony. Mm-hmm. So it's like a it is like a really nice relief to get out of the colony. You feel the sense of scale when they leave. One of the most frightening things, which it took me a minute to realize. So they're they're separated into into. Th- Three groups. Yeah, let's talk. Can we? Yeah, let's talk yeah. about so, the hierarchical breakdown of the colony. So there are the workers, there are the uh, soldiers, and then there seem to be like the royal people, mm-hmm. who like people who work in the palace, and then obviously there is the queen ant. It right. works like a regular ant farm would work, and so as larvae, they're basically just handed over. Someone looks at them and is like, "Soldier or worker." Right. And so I think the most terrifying thing for me is you see the queen and she's just sitting on this like stool <laughs> and they're just like passing larvae around. And then you realize, oh wait, she's just giving birth. Yeah. Continuous. Every 10 seconds. Yeah. And it's, that's kind of horrifying. And they really downplay how icky yeah. a queen actually looks in real life. Yes. Like, just a big pulsating, like white. Like, it's super... I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Obviously, they couldn't do that. No. No, she's, like, very regal and royal in this. And um, the both the queen and Princess Bala, who's voiced by Sharon Stone, wear, like, these little, like, green headbands and then, like, a little green modesty, like... <laughs> like, they, like sash or something? Yeah, they, no, but it's, like, right over where their vaginas would be if they were human. <laughs> no, seriously, it no, is! Know, if you, like, look at it... So, like, they're wearing these, like, little, like, leaf loincloths, even though they're ants. Well, hey, I mean, that's the least weird, like. <laughs> but it's their ants. So what's weird? <laughs> they don't have genitalia, like. Well, I mean. They do have genitalia, but not. I saw this movie with my, with, 
again, I can't. I saw this movie with my aunt, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's an entomologist. Oh, cool! Which was a bummer because she was like, uh, actually, you know, he no wouldn't one... be named mandibles. He'd have a mandible. Yeah, they'd all have mandibles. No, it was more like she was just like I was watching this thing, and she was just like an entomologist. She's like, this is really spreading some misinformation about ants, like. <laughs> all workers and soldiers and stuff like it's it, the colony is almost entirely female like it's almost entirely like sterile females right and, and and there's almost no male ants like there's just a couple that are there to like continually fertilize the queen but like 90 percent of the colony or something is is female did your sterile did female. your parents like hate you and that's why they sent you to see like a happy children's movie with someone who would ruin it for you <laughs> no i was just visiting my aunt oh. uh, at the time and she was like i love bugs <laughs> Lo- look at this a movie about bugs and then she was all bummed out because she like knew too much actual information about bugs to like enjoy the movie which i'm like okay it's like the person she's like She's like a cooler person than like a Lord of the Rings nerd who goes to see Lord of the Rings and gets pissed off. Well, at least, yeah, because nothing in Lord of the Rings is real. Whereas <laughs> ants are real, ants and you can know real. things about them and apply them to the, you know, internal, like, reality of the movie. You can know things about elves. You sure can these days. I mean, <laughs> Tolkien wrote a whole language, which is arguably the reason he even bothered to write Lord of the Rings. Was we'll just have an excuse to have a world in which to, like, be a nerd about making language. Oh, okay. I got into a fight yesterday with someone who was uh, insisting that it wasn't a waste of time to translate Shakespeare into... Oh my god, I can't remember what language it was. I'm Klingon? sorry. No, no, no. It was a, that's the thing. It was a fake language that doesn't have an actual like written dictionary. There is a Klingon dictionary where if you oh. want to end like ten, verb tenses and like all that shit, where if you wanted to translate it into something, you could do that. Right. And this was a language that like is a different language, but doesn't have enough. No one has ever sat down and written the whole thing out for it. It's, huh. not, it's not like Dothraki or anything. Right. Of course not. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why I just mentioned that. I got very mad at this person. Well, yeah. Well, because no one likes a pedant, you know? Yeah. My aunt is not a pedant. Yeah. She's just... Very, like, earnest about her love for the insect world, and, uh, oh. couldn't help but, like, just be like, they would be female. Like, she was just mad about it. Listen, we all have our things. Yours we- is something, and mine is something. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we have your, you have your workers, so- your soldiers, and your queen, and your princess Bala. Our protagonist, Z, is a worker. Right. And his best friend is, uh, he has two best friends, one worker- Named Azteca, and right. one soldier, what was the soldier's name, his friend? Weaver. Weaver. And he's voiced by Sylvester Stallone, who's actually the best voice actor in the movie. Yeah, Stallone actually is surprisingly good. And I he, don't think surprisingly, though. I think... Well, he has such... Yeah, you're right. He has such a... I'm, yeah. I'm short shrifting him. Okay. And I used that term right this time. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, he has the most, like, emotive range. Yeah. And, like, is... Such, because he sounds so distinct like it works really well and i think like my problem was like you could tell it was sylvester stallone which is fine right. in that case um because you know he's ripped yeah like, he's a soldier it right. all sort of tracks in your and he like was sort of playing with his voice enough that it didn't sound exactly like him there was enough like variation on it whereas he enunciated more <laughs> yeah whereas my issue with like j-lo was that it just sounded like j-lo <laughs> and j-lo herself 
she can be a good actress if like the script is like really good and like her co-workers on that set are also very good and are bringing her up mm -hmm. whereas if she's just like left to her her own um like when she's in a sound booth right. alone when she's in a like read these lines exactly yeah. it doesn't go so well for her and so she just ended up sounding like j-lo and that was my also my other issue like with sharon stone like she just sounded like Sharon Stone. She wasn't really doing anything, like, fun with her voice. I liked Sharon Stone. Oh, see, I didn't really like her. I like, she this. could get that quaver in, in there. When she, because Sharon Stone is, like, I'm pretty sure just in real life a fairly unhinged person. And so, like, <laughs> I feel like she can get that sort of, like, uh, uh, you know, pampered and, and uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, she has that, like, royals quality. Mm-hmm. But it also sounds a little quavery and, like, not quite right. <laughs> See, it didn't sound... No, I was just getting kind of flat from her. Like, that's what it That's what it was for me. And, like, with Woody Allen, it's like, okay, fine. Like, you're getting Woody Allen. Woody Allen is not doing any other voice other than Woody Allen. And so he's not bad. No, no, no. He, was, he wasn't bad. But overall, I was not impressed with the voice acting um, that we got here. Like, Christopher Walken sounded like Christopher Walken, which is, I guess, fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I did, like, his character is kind of, like... The, there was no reason for that character to sound like Christopher Walken. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking more about his just actual character arc. Like, oh, like from evil to... To like, saves final, like, finally somehow pushed over the threshold to disgusted. And we don't really know why. Yeah, there's yeah. like no... They don't drop enough hints. Like he gives one disturbed look at one point when General Mandible's like, well, actually, we're going to kill them all. Yeah. And he's like, maybe we shouldn't. And he's like, well, we should though. And he's like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, and then, so Gene Hackman was mandible, and, like, he was fine, but again, there was nothing really I liked interesting it. happening no, there. No, I liked him. I thought okay. he was good. all I, right. Gene Hackman is a grumpy old man, and, 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 and he sounds, he sounds mean. Like, I thought he was, like, very, like, okay. cold and mean. All right. I just, yeah, I don't know. I just, there was, it wasn't doing it for me, but maybe that's just because this movie wasn't really doing it for me. The, it, it's just dark. I, I still yeah. liked it. Mm -hmm. But I liked it less than I liked it as a kid. But, so, Z. Yeah. He is the individualist, and this doesn't work, obviously, in an ant colony. There's only, there's only so many themes and fun things you can play with with an ant colony. Mm -hmm. One of them is individualism versus a hive mind. Yes. So that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Ant, I'm pretty sure Bug's Life did a similar thing. I don't remember a Bug's Life at all. Where it was, like, power in numbers. Okay. Ants is strange because it's sort of like a pro, it's sort of like a pro, um, a pro Marxist, pro communist. It's definitely pro Marxist and communist. Yeah. You know, uh, sort of piece of media <laughs> or propaganda if you feel that way about it. Mm -hmm. But, um, there's still like things that you are arguably, uh, critiques of, of communism in its like, actual historical iterations within the current fascist government, where people are sort of, there's, like, a central planning committee, and everyone's got their, like, ordained role, and you get your ration sort of given by the government. Like, these are things that, like, Russia did. You yeah. Know? So it's just kind of, eh, but it's just ruled by a guy who's bad. Mm-hmm. And is a... Well, it's ruled by, like, I don't want to call him a Rasputin figure, because he's not crazy, but the no, queen... No, he's Hitler. Right, but the queen is, like, he's... The queen, I guess, is more of a figurehead, but she's the one who's really supposed to be in control, but then she has this advisor who is essentially mandible, who's really calling all the shots. Well, it's weird because there's no workers' union guy. Like, there is... I wouldn't the expect... I wouldn't... I'm talking about, like, because it's technically... It's fascism, but it's 
fascism hidden under a monarchy. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Right. So that's why I'm saying it's like the czar and Rasputin. Yeah. But my question is like, if there's a if there's an upper class, yeah. Uh, if there's a bourgeoisie and an aristocracy running the bulk of the rest of the population, if the military gets a representative in Mandible, mm-hmm. then like I just like was like, why wouldn't there be like a workers' representative? Oh, I see. Well, because they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Mandible obviously holds the Warhawk. Unless that rep was Chip, who is voiced by Dan Aykroyd. Right, and he's just yeah. He's, like, spineless, and, uh... He's just like, we're we're breaking through. We're breaking through. Yeah, I don't really know why, like... He's the foreman. He's the foreman. Yeah. The foreman. Is that right? Yeah, I think he's the... I think he is the foreman. He, uh, he runs around wearing his little ant hard hat and tells everyone what to do and where to dig. No, no, I'm sorry. What? Uh, Dan Aykroyd was Chip the Wasp. Oh, we... Oh! Wait, the Wasp's name was Chip. Okay. Yeah, the Wasp's name was Chip... Sorry, uh, the There's foreman a... was Grant Shaw, who I don't know who that is. Okay, so but what was the foreman's name, like, in the movie? Foreman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his name was Foreman. Oh, okay. Well, the foreman is a funny character, and I, like, vaguely enjoyed him. Yeah, um, because he's, like, your shitty, like, like, loves his little pittance of authority he gets to wield over people. Right, right. It's just, it was just a little, like, the political stuff, which is heavy, so it's not something you can just skirt around, mm-hmm. like, was kind of confusing to me. It was because con- Because, like, the queen, obviously, is the producer of the... All of them. Colony. Yeah. Uh, Mandible essentially wants to murder everybody. Yeah, he wants to murder everyone so that he can found his own colony using the princess to become his queen. He essentially wants to hold the princess in reproductive slavery. Yes. To breed only with him, assuming, I'm assuming, like... Yeah, he would be the fertilizer. Yeah, so he would fertilize her (laughs) and breed a stock of... Super soldiers? Genetically pure, superior ubermensch people... Uh, to, to, to create, like, a, a superior colony. And he kind of hates, he hates the workers, who are, I guess, the proles, but, like, but he also hates But how is he gonna certain... build the colony with, if he kills all the workers? That's, like, really the question. Well, I mean, like, the queen just kind of, Bala would eventually just be pumping out Yeah, but they have to grow. Larva. Like, where are you gonna get, uh... Where are you gonna get people to dig? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like... I was also having these questions about Mandible's plan. Like, he essentially, like, <laughs> like the current queen, like, he, he wants to go send a bunch of queen, the current queen's loyal soldiers to go fight. Yeah. In a so he does, he does a very Donald Trump-esque thing. Yes. Where he creates a, a fake war or, like, a fake terrorist attack, essentially. Yeah. And then sends a bunch of, a bunch of soldiers in um, to fight it. To gain, uh, to A, kill the soldiers, but to also, um, like, gain sympathy within the colony and gain support. Yeah, he, 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 essentially, uh, he essentially declares a show war. Right. And sends, you know, uh... Gotta go fight the termites. Yes, insider, (laughs) insider, like, loyalist troops. Yeah. To go do a suicide mission against a bunch of termites... The termites are terrifying. Which that battle's really scary. Like, yeah. If you're, if you're a young kid, like, 
you know, that shit could have an effect on you. Which, I mean, again, like, where is a child enjoying this movie? Well, I mean, I... Because I was an awesome kid. I thought it oh ruled. Bro, oh <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I was glad that the battle was a little more, like, bloody. I was an awesome kid. <laughs> well, no, I was, I was not a... I was a nerd. I guarantee you, every adult around you thought you were a shitty little hellion. No, I was well-behaved <laughs> and good, uh, but I... But, like, I also just consumed so much, like, over my age mm-hmm. allowed kind of media. So, like, I saw Schindler's List before this movie, for instance. Okay, okay. I saw Schindler's List pretty early, too. Yeah, you Wait. you have a whole thing about that. Like, Yeah, I just, I was fucking obsessed with World War II. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's like, a problem. Like, that kind of movie wouldn't fuck me up, but, mm-hmm. like... I'm trying to think, like, um... Well, I can tell... Okay, so wait, think about, like, what is the... What's the most fucked up thing you ever watched as a kid, like, that you remember? I think the thing that had the most... The most psychic fallout for me for the longest time, and still kind of to this day, uh, is a movie with, um... Uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, whatever. It, called Arachnophobia. Okay. Mm-hmm. About... Um, a, a highly poisonous spider from the jungle gets brought back to the suburbs and breeds with a bunch of brown recluses and house spiders and creates <laughs> a, like, deadly poisonous hybrid. Are you scared of spiders? I am a little. I I really am afraid of tarantulas. Okay. And this movie was just all about swarms of spiders biting people and, and killing them with, like, toxin and stuff like that. Yours is so much more normal than Which mine. Which is bug-related. Yeah. No, mine is... <laughs> well, they're arachnids, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we... we Sorry, Ma- guys. Apologizing to Matt's, apologizing to Matt's aunt. <laughs> yes, who obviously listens. Right. Um, no, yours is so much more normal than mine, because, like, my fucked up, like, my breaking point as a kid was, there was an episode of Xena, um, where they're fighting the Roman army, and they end up getting crucified, and she, like, she and Gabrielle get put up on a cross, and they have to break their knees first, because that's what oh, you do. When yeah. You, yeah. And there's, like, a scene where they're, like, knocking the sledgehammer against their knees, and that shit... And it, like, cuts away, like, right as it yeah. hits, but it's... I I remember that, and it fucked me the... Ugh. The fuck up. Yeah, it fucked me the fuck up. I, I saw like I saw this same year, I also saw Misery, which has a similar... I, I can't... No, I can't do that. <laughs> <The hobbling laughs> no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I think that's my thing. I think bones in general. Oh, this is really funny. Sorry, I'm just looking at Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, apparently, like, because it was produced the same year as Bugs Life... Oh, you're reading the same paragraph that... Uh, sorry, uh, Victoria, you sent me this paragraph, but Matt doesn't look at Twitter ever. But no. he's about to definitely read the same thing that well, you no, read. Well, no, you can elaborate if I don't get all the points. I was just, right. I just, reala- I was just funny that uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg was pissed and got into a like a sort of like IP fight oh, with, yeah, yeah. with like Steve Jobs and John Lasseter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's I mean, it's like I, the co- the coincidental like nature of two of these big studios putting out two animated movies about bugs, even though they are very different in tone. Um, in the same year, had to have raised some eyebrows. But this in kind of shit happens all the time. It does, but Hollywood's also like such a small town, like. The idea that someone spoke to someone else and was like, oh, DreamWorks is doing this, or oh, Pixar is doing this, is yeah. not out of the question. Yeah. Especially, like, it happened, like, remember Finding Nemo and Shark Tale? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, like, this seems almost just sort of like it's in the, like, group group mind, like, the collective unconscious of, of like, 
entertainment. I don't know, possibly. I, when it happens within, like, YA novels, like, you know how, um, like, fucking Twilight comes out and then suddenly vampires are, like, the thing? It usually takes, like, one one book to hit it big before mm. we then decide that, you know, that's going to be the thing. Yeah. Though this year, with time travel, we have the two time travel shows on. I don't... I oh, yeah, you don't watch current. There was Time After Time and uh-huh. Timeless. Wow. Yeah, um... And they were both shows about time travel, and one got canceled. The wrong one got canceled, in my opinion, but... You have it here first, guys. They uh, canceled Sexy Jack the Ripper, and I'm real sad about it. Oh, no. Who, everyone loves sexy versions of people. I know. <laughs> They're doing, um... Shit, what are they doing? They're Einstein. doing... Einstein. Well, they... No, but that's not Sexy Einstein. That's... Oh, no. I think that's, like, Jeffrey Rush as Einstein. <laughs> not fair. Ageist. Something. <laughs> Something on that... <laughs> No, I was gonna feel s- like tingles for Jeffrey Rush. I was gonna say uh, TNT is doing sexy Shakespeare. Oh, okay. Which has been done before, but you know it's nice to see it on television. Yeah, I like I like sexy versions of people. Anyway, so, sexy Woody Allen. Sexy Woody. Uh, ooh, uh, fucking sex no. symbol Woody Allen. Uh, sexy ants. Where we get the where we get the um, conflict is that mandible is insistent on marrying Bala right. for his own nefarious reasons. Well, they're, they're uh, betrothed. They're betrothed. Yes. Yeah. But Bala is not into him. No. He's a, you know... He's a meathead, basically. He's a, he's just a Warhawk career, like, soldier and also insane. Right. Um, so she decides to cut loose and, and sneak out of the... Uh, the the uh, royal, like, weird orb that they live in. And, and she goes down to the bar. Right, and, and, and essentially pulls a Titanic, like, is like Rose from Titanic, is like, these workers, they just seem to be having so much more fun. Yeah, except there's no... Which they're not, though, at all. No, and there's no, like, good dancing, like, in Titanic, no. where, like, suddenly she's doing point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not... I liked this movie for that. I liked that, though. You the, did? The fact that, like... They're not having fun. Everything sucks for everybody. The whole <laughs> colony is fucked and miserable. And, like, I kind of enjoy... That's why this movie is so bleak. It's not even Titanic. They're not even, like, getting drunk and dancing right. to fiddle music. They're just being forced to dance in unison <laughs> because they live in a, like, totalitarian hell state. I have dreams about that scene in Titanic sometimes. You do? I do. I just think of the old people that hold hands as the water rises around them. <laughs> oh, my God. And on that note, we're just going to take a quick break so that I can cry a little bit. We'll see you soon. We'll be right back. Bye. Too late to tears. Why'd I have to be born a worker? You soldiers get all the glory. Plus, you get to go out in the world. You know, you meet interesting insects. You get to kill them. Yeah, but you get to spend all day with those beautiful worker girls. Weaver, they're career girls. They're obsessed with digging. I really don't think I'm ever going to meet the right girl for me. Who said there was a girl for you? I was talking about a girl for me. (laughs) Don't you want your aphid beer? Call me crazy, but I have a thing about drinking from the anus of another creature, okay? Hey guys, welcome back. That was, um, sorry about that very long first segment. I'm kind of... I feel like we continually apologize about how (laughs) rambling we are. Yeah, we just, I lost track of time there. Matt, I... Matt's drinking a nice IPA. I'm drinking a nice rosé. We're almost always drinking. Yeah. And uh, there's almost always like, oh, you know, sometimes the the, the, the the movies you least expect are the ones like Steel, where you end up just having like a load of thoughts. Yeah. And I don't know. Though I don't think we, we're going to have that many thoughts about 
about ants going like to continue. We'll see. We'll see how this. The plot takes itself, us. the content of the movie itself, moves at a clip that's pretty fast. Like it's yeah. n- it's not a the things you know the things that happen. In, there's not a lot of fat on it. It, it moves quickly. Yeah. You know. And I think now we're ready to talk about Zeke joining Zeke, the just Zeke. Zeke. So, oh my god. I, yeah, it's not Zeke. No. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have it. He's just Zeke. Um, Z joining the military, which he so, does in order to impress Princess Bala because right. he thinks that Princess Bala will see him during the military review, which is basically a jack-stepping, what do you call it? Is that jack-booted, jack- goose-stepping? Yeah, goose-stepping. There we go. Right. Um, I mean, like, yeah. It's very the, North Korea. Yes. Uh, North Korea is the c- contemporary. It's, you know, at that time, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like... Uh, yeah, North Korea at that point. Though, sure. I think they were, like, less... I think now they're they're very into... What? Putting themselves out there, showing showing their shit. Yeah, their, their, their might and their, yeah, yeah. muscle. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know like, who was goose-stepping in 98. <laughs> the comparisons to Hitler are often made, and it's kind of, a lot of the time, like, overkill for most people. But right. in this movie, it's, like, I think just super explicit. Right, okay. Okay. I don't know. I just think it is. I think it's Well, it's uh, also, you know what else I was actually kind of thinking of? Um, the the march of the ant soldiers in this movie is like a little bit similar to the march of the hyenas in um right, in which, the Lion King. Yeah, which is also Hitler. Oh, was that also Hitler? Yeah. I yeah. never I've never thought of Scar as Hitler. Really? Because Hitler They no, tried so hard to make you make that connection no, because, in no, that no, scene. No, no, because well, but the Lion King is Hamlet. So I've always just related it to Hamlet rather than right. going to World War II. Yeah, but I mean, like, they're not going to just keep all the references. Keep They're not keeping it 1600 as the podcast <laughs> go. Uh, they're, uh, <laughs> I love that podcast. They're, uh, they're like, you know, contemporizing it to 1940s okay. <laughs> at the very that's, least. That's fair. All right. But yeah, I mean, like, you know, at this point in history, like, you can't have jackbooted, goose-stepping shows of, of you know, troops. Right. Without North Korea that, that is coming the, to mind. Yeah, North Korea and Nazi Germany are the two things you're supposed to think about. Right. And so, yeah, there's a military inspection prior to them getting sent on the suicide mission. Mm-hmm. To fight the termites. Right. And Z, who falls in love immediately, because he has nothing in his miserable, neurotic life, until this, like, brief encounter with a royal. But also, isn't this, like, kind of Woody Allen's M.O., where he is the... I don't want to say lower class, but at least, like, middle class man who, like, finds a slightly upper, more upper class and aloof woman to, like, bring down to his level. Working from the only Woody Allen movies that he stars in that I like, Uh which are basically Manhattan and Annie Hall. Yeah. No, he, he's doing quite well for himself while doing writing jobs. Oh, is he? Oh, okay, okay. But he, he... The thing that's sort of slightly unbelievable but kind of made him popular, I feel like, was the fact that he would get these... Beautiful, aloof women. These, like, prototype manic pixie dream girl... Yeah. Like, wayfish women who would fall in love with his brilliance even though he was constantly stuttering and, like, uh, worrying and kvetching. (laughs) Right, right, right. Though, as my boyfriend pointed out, he's like, it's like the story of you and me. And I was just like... And I was like... Did you ask him to elaborate? No, well, no, no, no. He was more trying to say, he was like, you're just so much better than I am. And I was like... Oh, wow. I was like, thank you, but also, like, (laughs) calm down. Yeah. You're on equal footing. Yeah, I think we are. 
are. Listen. The termite battle scene was gruesome. We talked about that already. We don't need to rehash that. It's done? Yeah, Barbados remember? Dies. Yeah. Barbados is it? Barbatus? Barbacus? Barbatus. Yeah. He's the... Bar- Barbatus. He's yeah. the black ant who we spoke about earlier, who's voiced by Danny Glover. And the one question that I had with that scene, like, that I found very disturbing was, a ch- again, thinking about children watching this movie, would a child understand why the headless... Or the bodiless, I should say, head was still able to speak. Because that would have... That's freaky. That's weird. Yeah. So basically, Barbados' Barbados. Yeah, Barbados' head, his body is nowhere to be seen. But because that's the way... um, But I laughed. I laughed at that part. That was one of the few times where I was like... You're 29. I got you. You're 29 years old. Like... As a just his head laying on the ground, does it look bad? Right. Like, that's funny. And I, no, 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 I, I get that. But, like, would a, would a six-year-old, because, again, this is a PG animated movie. Right. Would the six-year-old <laughs> whose parents brought them to see this understand that, like, that's just how entomology, like, works occasionally. Like, when you separ- when you kill right. a bug, sometimes the lower half of the body lasts because a little it has longer. Such low, it, says it has such a low demand neurological functioning. Yeah. Like it can still sort of like twitch and shit when right. you uh, pull its legs off. And is that, like, is a kid going to understand that or are they going to be freaked the fuck out because this headless ant who I guess maybe we've come to love at that point or at least like mm-hmm. is still speaking. Yeah. I There's a website called commonsensemedia.org which is essentially like a uh, media and movie review site for parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie did relatively well. I mean, in some mess- in some things, like, they believed it had a lot of positive role models and messages, uh, but it got the most points for violence and scariness. Which, it's interesting, because they have a category, um, I believe, for sex and sexuality. Sexy stuff. Yeah, sexy stuff. So, ooh, I gave them more words than they deserved. Um, that gets only one star, right? And also, one of the... <laughs> Also, one of their uh, categories that the, is bad is consumerism. But there's actually, I was going to bring this up. Well, sh- can we like skip ahead to sure, the... Sure, whatever, yeah, whatever. Okay. So it gets one star for consumerism, meaning that there's not a lot of it in there. And I actually thought that this movie had the best product placement work since Blank Check. Right. Because they would go to the picnic. Right. And suddenly it's Mountain Dew, it's Pepsi, I think there's Snickers. Like, there's, there yeah, might be there's a Snickers. A, that there's, like, a bunch of brands. Yeah, and they're all, like, very clearly in the screen. And it's, like, that is consumerism. Yeah, that no, is product placement. Yeah, no, these parents are wrong. Yeah. Like, there's, you know, it's very obviously, like, Insectopia, which is this, like... The place where Z has been wanting to go this right. whole movie because it means he doesn't have to work within the colony anymore. This sort of, like... Yeah, this sort of, like, uh, you know... I don't know. Like... It's a utopia. This is Xanadu. Yeah. Where people can go... Is just, It's really just a trash can, though, in Central Park. Right, but I like that kind of shit. That's no, it's like, fun, it's fun. That's that fun, you know, what would the world be like if you were scaled down? Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's super consumerist, but it, it's sort of, um... Maybe in this movie it's supposed to be more, like, fully, like, that sort of concept of, like, uh, fully automated luxury communism or whatever, where everything right. is kind of, like... where you're better. actually just, like, shopping all the time and, like... Right, and, yeah. and there's there's no conflict between classes anymore, and mm-hmm. everybody just sort of has everything they need. Yeah, and again, like, I guess this was 1998, so we didn't have, like, the full um, understanding of, like, product placement as 
because I don't think I don't think that was a thing we talked about that back then as much sure as it as it is now. People. Is it okay? Yeah, I was only ten, so yeah, you might not have. <laughs> right. But, like, my parents would have just been like, yeah, obviously, like, wow, good pe- good job, Pepsi. <laughs> right. Getting in there. Getting, getting. So he comes back as the only survivor of this battle. Mandible's obviously pissed off. This battle, again, this is the termite battle. They haven't gotten to Insectopia yet. No, no, right, yeah. So he comes back, and as your boyfriend pointed out, really egregiously steals Valor. <laughs> like... <laughs> Because he's already pretending to be Sylvester Stallone's character, basically, right, yes. who's taken his place uh, in digging, digging, and, and there's like a in love with J Lo. Yeah, there's a budding romance between uh, Sylvester Stallone and, and J Lo in this movie that actually like a, kind of one of the better things I think going on. Like it was, <laughs> I think it's like the one relationship that like kind of grew yeah. organically. Right. They gave it any mo- time at all to grow. Right. I, I, I still kind of think that like. Aside from, obviously, Princess Bala and mm-hmm. Z, where, like, you essentially have the Annie Hall kind of thing. Where, yes! Like, yeah, he's yeah. so charmingly neurotic that Princess Bala can't help but like the fact that he's such an individual because he has, shit. he has so many unique uh, foibles and problems. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I mean, that mode is, is over, at least in New York. But, yeah. But also... There's one point, I'm sorry, just like speaking about Princess Bala and Z's relationship, there's one point where he says to her, uh, she does something that he doesn't like, and he says, oh, I was going to put you in my erotic fantasies. Yeah, I was going to put you in there with my greatest erotic fantasies, and uh, and I was going to just, you know, think about you on my off days. How is this a children's movie? And that's sexy stuff, parents. That is common sense media. Right. That's the thing. Like, how does this only have one star on sexy stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that did sound ridiculous. That's what's coming out of my mouth. There's more than sexy stuff than you're giving it credit for. Yeah. But like, that's also just gross. Like thinking about the Woody Allen we know now, like the things that we know that he has put, one would think in his erotic fantasies, just given, no, seriously, given like the gross shit that we know about him now, like. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Christy, we're trying not to get you and that suit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it just, yeah. Given the shit that we know now, like, to have that line in the movie is... Is weird. Exceedingly disgusting. Right, with this, at this point in history, looking back. Yeah, especially since I think when he says it, he's only known her for what, like, Less than 24 hours? Yeah. I it's... guess he's so charmingly forward. I don't know. Oh. There was a line There was a line as they were marching to the termite thing that I also noted that uh-huh. I want to say, which is like, I was just like, I said, ants called it, man, which is like, um, <laughs> ants called it. Ants fucking called it. <laughs> uh, he says, he's like, he's, because obviously he's afraid to fight because he's a coward. Yeah. He's like, battle? Like, I don't want to go into battle. Like, why don't we try and influence their political process with some cantri- pan- campaign contributions? That was a good line. That was, and I was a good like, line. Holy shit! Yep, that's uh the uh, uh well the Supreme Court striking striking down uh, Citizens United. Yes. That's basically what that is. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, so corporations were people at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're one big people. One big colony. One big. Oh, <laughs> there we go. It's all weaving together into a beautiful tapestry of ants. Yeah, para- <laughs> paranoid connections. Um, so I just noticed that. That was funny. Yeah, that's, no, that's a good, 
It's a good note. Um, so, okay. So Z comes back from the battle. He's a Steals hero. Steals mad valor. Yeah. Pretends to be a soldier, which is what that's all about. Yep. Um, and then they realize, they start to realize that he's not a soldier. He's a worker. Right. Princess um, Bala kind of blows up his spot. Right. And so then Princess, then he takes Princess Bala hostage. Right. Um, and somehow they end up outside the colony. I forget exactly how that in, happens. They, they fall in a garbage chute and get spray, like spurted out into a pile of garbage. Right. Uh, what she calls a desert, I believe. Right. They're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're in some sort of grassless patch. Yeah. Th- this all takes place in Central Park. Yeah, so probably a baseball field. <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. Well, they're on some corner of, of like, near a water fountain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they get spurted out. Uh, the soldier, the real soldiers come after them, and um, they escape. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> after the soldiers chase after them, but then a kid with a giant right. magnifying glass burns them. Oh, yeah, but, and which, which is, is kind of cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, no, horrifying, but also like a fun use of like a thing that. Did you do that as a child? I tried to I do it. I couldn't. It, I don't have the heart to do that. Oh, I, I tried to do it and it never worked. It, it just didn't work. Well, it's not a laser like it is in this movie. Right. It's a fucking fire beam. It's, it's like you have to sit there for a while. Like, I definitely burned a leaf or something before. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I never got that far. That was not a, that was not like, I didn't want to kill an ant. No, I just, I would always sit there, like, I had my magnifying glass and I would try to do it, but I guess it does take time for the light to really heat up. Yeah. And every, like, movie, TV show that I watched made it seem like it happened instantly. Shoot a fucking laser beam out of it. Right. I was, I wanted a laser beam. Um, (laughs) And I wanted to kill some fucking ants. Uh... Yeah, so they get incinerated, yeah. and then they run into the wilds of the lawn. You know what really works? Hmm. Salt on a slug. I couldn't do that either. Oh, you couldn't do it? I saw, I've seen people do it. It really works. That it's shit awful. happens instantly. It's awful. But slugs are disgusting. No, they're fine. Slugs are fine. They are vile. Vile. No, they're no, 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 no. Like, slug, okay, I can deal with bugs. Like, I'm fine uh-huh. with a lot of them. Bed bugs, obviously. Sure, that's, that's fine. That's a no-go. No argument there, yeah. Um, but then slugs and grubs are the two things that I can't fucking deal with. You just don't like things with, like, a sort of tube body and, like, a squirmy... No, but I can deal with worms. Like, I will pick up a worm. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. What's, what's wrong with a slug? Or a caterpillar. Like, I'll, I'll hang with a caterpillar. <laughs> Y'all chill with a caterpillar. <laughs> but, like, uh, okay... I, I, what about maggots? That's the one thing. Oh, I, I can't fucking do. won't do maggots. Yeah, I'm no. assuming you can't do that, but that's a signal of like rot. Or right. Something. But I'll do. Um, Slums are fine. No, they're they got little stalk eyes. They're cool. But they leave that like it's a trail. Of slime. I don't like it. And also, it always was like a slug is like always a surprise. <laughs> no, but you fucking know what I mean. You never fucking expect to see a slug where you see a slug. And then suddenly you're like minding your own business, like hanging out on your deck uh-huh. or just like planting your shit. And then suddenly you see a slug and it just ruined your fucking day. Uh, it just doesn't for I me, just, for, me just, for me. Okay. Or like a grub, like a grub is a, is the kind of thing that you see where you're like digging in your compost mm-hmm. and then suddenly like you pull out a, 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 a trowel full of dirt uh-huh. and there's just like a grub chilling on top of that and you're just like no this is not what I signed up for. I feel like the problem is that these are signs these are signs of like a healthy 
like that your like earth is rich and that you you live Worm, worms worms are, are also worms are a sign of healthiness not, they're not the only ones though you can't just discriminate i discriminate i know you just think <laughs> you just think slugs are icky they're that's, disgusting that's the only real problem i grew up with a very large backyard and like i know what i like and i know what i don't like <laughs> i've sampled all the bugs <laughs> yeah. i've chosen the ones i prefer and yes. i hate the ones that i don't yes i'm more of an equal opportunity employer Really? Yeah. Okay. I just don't like spiders. Well, that's, I mean... But it's because they can kind of bite me. I also don't like centipedes for the same reason, because they can bite you. See, I don't like... Centipedes have too many fucking legs. That's for sure. But millipedes are kind of cute. No! Oh, no, 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 no! Back to ants. (laughs) I think that was an important diversion. These ants are small. That's the other note I had. Yeah. These ants are smaller than ants are, usually. You think think so? They're, like, very small. You really... how big that magnifying glass was um no but there are those like maybe they were the five like you know how small yeah Hmm. those ants are incredibly small and they would make sense for the scale um between the ant and the wasp as well ah yes yeah our favorite character yeah the wasps were my favorite the wasps who were wasps yeah (laughs) yes white anglo-sass they were wasps yeah they were wasps which was just not, I, not particularly imaginative. But, no, but I think but it was funny. really good. Yeah. I think it was good. Um, because they, yeah, they. Like, we must help the unfortunate. I mean, they were my parents. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know you make fun of me for reaching out to the less privileged. Yeah. We must do it. It's yeah. Oh, you do like your projects, Muffy. <laughs> <laughs> I liked kind of. How, I thought it was kind of sweet how much they kind of cared for each other. Yeah. No. We and like they weren't. Um. It was a. It was a moment where like before I really figured them out, I did think that they were gonna like sting them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like they were gonna be evil. Yeah, I really thought they were gonna turn out to be like British evil people. Yeah. But it, what they really were were just like British di- uh, Dickens types. You yeah. know what I like? They were like upper class Dickens types yeah. who like kind of kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> like look down on the look down on the poor. Oh look how dirty they yeah. are. <laughs> These creatures that crawled out from the dirt. Yeah. Like, helping them, which is weird because. They immediately made me feel a sort of emotional connection to them as a couple. They did, yeah. And then she gets splatted by a fly swatter, and I'm fucking sad. I was... And like, he's, his wife and the love of his fucking life is murdered. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Like, I was more connected to the wasps than I was to any of the ants. Absolutely. Like, Except Bala, for Sylvester Stallone. Bala and Z couldn't give a shit. No, I really but couldn't. But fucking Chip and Muffy, yeah. I was like rooting for them instantly and then she's killed and then Chip is like an a alcoholic. A drunk. <laughs> like, no, like, so dark, man. No, but actually like for me it was like because they're British and like I'm imagining them in like... Were the, they British or like Mid-Atlantic that sort of like Boston... Oh, I thought they were I thought they were like weird British. Huh. I, it could be. It could be like Southern. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But so I was imagining them though as like late 1800s British, and so, like, you're saying drunk, but I'm feeling like he's stumbling in and out of opium dens. Oh, just like, yeah. Just like... It's the, it's the, it's the classy way to be obliterated. Exactly, exactly. He had money. I love those false distinctions. Yeah, well, He's just eccentric, and, like, he's just not getting drunk, but he's just shooting up loudmum or whatever. I mean, he's not, he's not doing crack, he just enjoys, like, well... Fine powder stuff, Yeah. Like a good old Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, he's not addicted to heroin. He just Ugh. has some oxy. Yeah, he has, yeah. <laughs> oxy or um, Dilaudid. Something really like... Yeah. yeah, he broke his arm once. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fine. Legitimate. Like, whatever. I don't know. Like, what happens later? Like, 
So I kind of like when he gets caught in that drop of water. I thought that was funny. Anything that yeah, played yeah. with the idea of being small. Well, this was like, as I was saying before, like, I think that this entire sequence when they're in Insectopia is the only thing that would appeal to kids in this movie. Because there's a lot of like hijinks and like what you could call slapstick, even though it's animation. Yeah, um, for sure. And just like over the top funny scenes where the right. rest of the movie really, I think, depends on dialogue. To be, it is. It's yeah. like clever dialogue heavy, and yeah. it's like, so it's like old people Woody Allen humor, right? This, mixed with like political intrigue. Which yeah, it's kind of like not. Yeah, and not this scene, this sequence is really entirely visual, which is why, which is the political intrigue shit. That's like why the Phantom Menace was like so ponderous for kids. It's like you know. <laughs> If you need to know what a trade embargo is before you go see it, you've already, like, failed before it. Okay. <laughs> Listen. I really liked... I don't... Here's my thing. I don't think that as... You can't blame any, like, 11 or 10-year-olds for having really enjoyed The Phantom Menace. No. But, if but like, every 11 or 10-year-old like me, mm-hmm. I was just, like... Because CGI was fairly new, I was just, like... Put it in everything. So anything with CGI had my right. full attention. So you loved the Jar Jar. I, you know what? I didn't like Jar Jar <laughs> okay. because he wasn't C three PO. He wasn't the comic relief the way I wanted it. And I was like, and also all that racist character character stuff. You did not think Jar Jar was racist at that age. Come on, don't try to don't try yeah. to give me that. Don't don't try to con- don't try to portray yourself as some like really enlightened ten year old. I wasn't. I didn't know. I didn't know that he was played by a black person and also was, like, a Jamaican stereotype, but yeah. I did read the Watto shit, for, for sure. I, see, okay, I will be, <laughs> and I will be honest, uh, for me, um, the, the Jar Jar thing registered, not at that age, but, like, a few years later, like... Oh, and you know what you couldn't avoid? Those, the, the Asian aliens. Oh, but here's, okay, so here's the really embarrassing thing That's like if me. a child drew a racist cartoon. The Asian thing with the Trade Federation guys yeah. didn't register for me until, like, college. Oh, really? And then yeah. Yeah. But then you were like, holy shit. Right. Yeah. Like, I didn't get it. And maybe it was because I hadn't watched them. Like, because who, after movie two, like, who was re-watching the prequels? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I didn't get that until college. I didn't get... I got Watto earlier. Because he was... like, more, just, in, more in your reality, right? Yeah. Like, I, I had a lot just, of... Like, Jewish I had a lot of people were in your reality. Exactly. I had I mean, a lot of Jewish friends. I was obsessed with World War II. I was like, this is a little Yeah, off. You, you saw the, like, Nazi propaganda and were like... This is just yeah. an alien version of, like, the covetous Jew picture. Yeah. Right. And then Jar Jar was definitely, like, the first one that got to me. And Jar Jar was weird because Ahmed Best used to babysit me. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, like, that one was like, oh. Because they were, like, family friends. That's wild. That's yeah. such a weird connection. Yeah. Well, you know, Maplewood, New Jersey, man, where all the stars live. Um, where Zach Braff loves. He also babysat me. Uh, <laughs> I like that um, Chip is called by Muffy her big, strong pheromone factor. I know. Which maybe is sexy stuff? I don't know. Well, so what I was wondering is, I didn't think that wasps did a pheromone thing, which made me think that it was more, like, sexual, but it also seems so specific that wasps must do a pheromone thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I know that um, wasps are attracted to humans, at least, via certain smells, which is why they tell, like, girls at summer camp, like, don't, no, seriously, like, they're like, don't put all the shit in your hair, and, like, yeah, don't wear floral patterns, um. Yeah. The the same with the, um, termites, 
I think they do spit a sort of acidic substance yeah. to eat the eat wood. the wood. Yeah, and so yeah, there must be something specific to wasp about that, but it did sound very sexual. <laughs> yeah, well, because it was right. No, totally. <laughs> I, yes. Very. This movie kind of okay. So this movie kind of goes at a clip. Then from there on, it's yeah. like they get to they basically get to Insectopia. It's a garbage can. Yeah, we see a bunch of a montage of like how delightful and pleasant it is. Yeah, it's a charming Shangri-La type place. It's, uh, everything's there. Xanadu. They ultimately don't end up being there for very long. Because no, they're not. Because what can you do once all the problems and conflict are erased by how perfect the environment is? Like, yeah, you can't there's go no movie, so you yeah. gotta get them out of there pretty quickly. So Christopher Walken shows up. <laughs> right, the inexplicably loyal <laughs> flying right-hand man. Knows. He's the only one with wings. Right, again... <laughs> Yeah. You saw some with wings in the fighting battle sequence, too. That is fair. Yeah, you did. But there's no other addressing of, like, that whole aspect of ant society, which mm. I would have been curious about. Like, what, how do the winged people feel like they stand? Yeah. Because I would think, like, if you have wings and you're, like, chilling with General Mandible, who doesn't have wings, like, no. you just... He's deficient in that way, genetically. Exactly. Totally. And so, like, you just, like, raise against him. But Hitler didn't have blue him. eyes and blonde hair, so, you know... <laughs> Good connection. It's easy to make. Amen. So getting in there. Uh, so um, he he grabs Princess Bala and brings her back to the colony. To the colony while Z's off doing something. Right. Uh, and so then Z goes through a whole like neurotic thing where he's like talking. No, he does though. No, he's right, like talking yeah. to himself and he's like, "Oh, should I go get her? Or should I not go get her?" And then, and then the drunk Chip, uh, the Chip the Wasp, right. shows up to fly him back to the colony. He's like. He's, like, flying around in, like, a bottle of, like, you know, Evan Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to think of it as opium. It's just more fun for me that way. It is, but if you think about a, like, late night Central Park garbage can. Right. Just, like, a one of those, like, uh, what are they called? Nips? Those, like, little <laughs> things thrown, of booze? I've thrown away many a nip. They give you just enough yeah. to wish you had more. And usually, if you're, like, if you're doing it right, you're you're... Taking, you're throwing away a nip along with your bottle of five-hour energy because you've done the five-hour energy first, and then you're taking the nip uh, to to rage. Yeah, you're going out for a you're night. Going out. Yeah, you're going out. <laughs> I've just revealed a lot about my life. I know. I'm 29, and it takes a lot to get me out of the house. It's true. We need supplemental. <laughs> we really we need point. we need so much help. <laughs> Sleepy at 10. <laughs> 10. That's late. I know, this is what I mean. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm ready to go to bed at nine. Right, except when I'm playing, like, The Witcher, and then it's, like, two in the morning, I'm like, I have not gone to sleep. Okay, actually fair, because I've been playing a lot of Civ Six lately, and, like, yeah. it'll be, like, 1.30, and I'm like, I fucking right. have to like, go to bed. I just sealed my religious alliances yeah, with, like... Exactly, or it's, <laughs> like... The Ming Dynasty. No, for me, it's, like, normally, like, okay, I've got all of my troops on the border of, yeah. like, China right now, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go to war, but I should save it and go to bed and then go to war in the morning. Right. <laughs> but only because you know that you'll have fresh tactical eyes in the morning. Yeah. Not because, like, you feel like you need healthy sleep. It's so true. Though I have to say that in this day and age, like, getting to the point where you... Completed the Manhattan Project in Civ Six, mm. and you're ready to like. That's far in. Bom- yeah, no, but you're like ready to bomb England and like take over their shit. Uh-huh. It's not as fun anymore in this world of Donald Trump. No, I mean, yeah. It's really, it's actually just not. When you have nuclear capabilities. Yeah. So and speaking just, of which. Yeah, go for it. All right. Well, back to Mandible. <laughs> <laughs> 
He, I, like, this is, the politics of this are still interesting to me. Mandible's a pretty easy case. Like, he's, he is a... Aryan. Aryan. He, but he's not a racial purist, because he is killing ants. He wants to make more ants. Yeah. But, I but guess, he wants to make ants of his own semen? He just thinks he's the best. Right. Which, I guess you're right. That So the parallels are there, yeah. basically. He just, like, is, like, everyone... What I like about his character is that, like, you do get revealed the sort of just, like, death drive that is that actual idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they kind of, like, paint it as such, where eventually even Christopher Walken's character is like, okay, but, like, we don't have a colony without workers. And he's like, right. I am the colony. And, like... Because even Hitler, like, didn't... Like, even Hitler was like, we have to have camps. But then you or have as people... Sean Spicer would say... Well, Holocaust centers. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then you have people like Spencer, right? Who are like popularizing the idea of like... Who is Spencer? Richard Spencer. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, okay. sorry, yeah. Oh, I was like, did I miss a character? <laughs> no, 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 not that character. <laughs> In so many words, that character. Okay. Where it's like, you, you, you know, you're like, this is going to be great. This is for the good of the colony. Like, we're going to be... But then like, you just get to like the fundaments of that issue. And it's like, yeah, it's just a person who wants like... I don't know. It just like they did a they did a like reductio ad absurdum on mm-hmm. the like concept of like genetic and racial purity and like the road it takes you down, which is essentially like atomized individuals saying like I'm amazing and everyone else yeah. should die. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So I just I kind of appreciated that weirdly deep message or like theme you could take away from the movie. Mm-hmm. But then like the alternative is a little murky to me too because like. The, the ants, Z leaves yeah. and becomes a folk hero. And then this sort of, like, democracy meme infects, like, all of the worker ants and they stop doing work. And they, like, say a bunch of Marxist shit, like, you know... Uh, there is no work, or... Oh, there were some good signs, actually, in this movie. I'm, I'm gonna try it. I'll try to find, like, some screen caps or something. But you have lines, them. you have lines, like, you know, about being separated from the means of production or yeah. alienated from the means of production... Uh, and workers' rights and workers unite and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so that the takeaway is like, you don't be told what to do. Do what you want, but by doing so in an ideal world, by being an individual who is also part of like a larger group in an ideal world, your own individuality and choice making, decision making. Which, in this case, is amongst two options. Fighter or worker. Yeah. Um, you will ultimately just decide to do basically the same thing within the pre-existing social order and still work together as a superorganism. But I thought that Weaver was the was sort of like the counterpoint to that, where like he actually liked being a worker. It seemed like he liked... Well, I mean, there's, like, there's, like, they, like, they, like, nod to that idea. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, Weaver actually is enjoying, it's unclear, but, though, if he's enjoying working or the novelty of just doing anything Doing a change. New. Yeah. Okay. Like, Mandible is just an agent of death. <laughs> but then, like, the other option is individuals essentially creating the same kind of cohesive society that too far. But I was just sort of a little bit like unsure what was going on okay well that's fair do you want to like 
finish. Take a quick break and then like do some reviews. All right. Uh, we'll cap off with what happens at the end and then we'll give our ratings. So see you guys soon. And we love you so much. And thanks for listening and we're your best friends. Oh, you haven't said that in so long. Well, we are. Yay. <laughs> oh, we're your best sick friends. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, we are discussing the movie Ants. Hello. Okay, Matt, move away from the Ants. Matt, Matt, please move away from the microphone. Ants. You're, you're blowing out the microphone. We're discussing the movie Ants. Ants. Ant. Ants. How did we say? How do you like? I want to put some New Jersey on it. Ant. Ants. Ant. 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 This is our roundup. Final thoughts on ants. We're gonna ants. 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 We're gonna go. <laughs> but I'm upstate New York, so that's different. I'm from New Jersey. But you're also, also you're from New Jersey. I was born Jersey. in New Jersey. Ants. 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 But see, that's my upstate New York. No, but I want you to put an ant. Ants. Ants. Jersey, I'm from ants. Yeah, you make coffee and you're from ants. You're like, your yeah, ants. Yeah. Dollar. Just... <laughs> <laughs> the ants in the kitchen and I need you to get rid of them. All right, I can do it. It's fine. Mm, just that's Jewish I... mom. No, I need, you to get the... I need you to get the spray from the store and I need you to put the ants out. The friggin' ants. There's ants all over my kitchen. <laughs> I don't know. it stops. Yeah, you can get rid of the ants. I don't know what accent this is, but right. I don't like it. Neither of us are good at no. impressions. No. Well, Matt is actually very good at impressions. Okay. Matt can do like a million accents. A couple. No, Matt can do like a million okay. accents. Okay, all right, all right. Thank you. Um, just, I just, I try to bring you up when we're on, when we're on my, <laughs> I, I waste my, I, I spend my time when we're off my trying to bring Matt back down, but I try to build him up. When we're recording. Only in, like, forums that don't happen that often. <laughs> um, Once a week. The worker ants... Yes. ...are essentially having... have been commanded to dig a tunnel to a body of water, which will flood and drown all Though, of the inferior ants. I feel like the body of water is probably just, like, a puddle of Pepsi. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think it's a puddle. <laughs> okay. Near as long the, as we're in agreement. Um... Z and Bala find out because why? Shit. Um, I think he like I think he does the the villain explaining thing. I think Mandible does like the, the monologue. Yeah, I think he I think he gives a monologue and then they're like, oh no, and then they you know try yeah. to escape him and whatever. Um, some a random uh, problem that I had uh, that yeah uh, they do a ant wrecking ball in the beginning, right. and I was like, here's your chance to. Uh, use another piece of ant factual information as a payoff, which is that if the an ant colony is indeed like threatened by water, they make a ball. They make an orb. Wait, really? Yeah, and then they will float and they'll spin. What? They'll spin themselves in such a no! way. No. Yeah. No. Not all ants, but I, there are there are like certain breeds of ant colony. No. They make... do that to what? stay alive while there's water. And then they just sort of get, hopefully it'll get like washed up and restart. But like, they'll be in an, a sphere and they'll they'll rotate themselves so that they can breathe in like strategic while they're in the water. And I thought, having forgotten the ending kind of, that oh maybe that's what they were going to pay off with. But then they just make a giant tower of ants and break out of the antechamber. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, you just fucking blew my mind. Like, that's, I didn't it's know those things. Thing. Uh... 
I thought that would have been good, and then they could have just sort of, like, rose with the rising water and then, like, punched their way out. I, okay, I see what you're trying to say. Yeah, instead of climbing all over each other to, like, right. get out. So they're sort of, they escape while uh, Christopher Walken's character realizes that we, or Mandible's insane mm-hmm. and has no actual plan. He's just an insane racial purist. I mean, he's, he's like, essentially, um, uh, he's Gene Hackman, and he's essentially Lex Luthor. Yeah. He's just, like, believes in, like, superiority of some kind. It's never clear, and it's just him. Right. It just boils down to him. So, Mandible gets uh, killed by Z. He gets tackled by Z. Into the water. And uh, he splats on a root. Oh, I thought he went into the water. He splats? Z falls in the water. Mandible dies by falling onto a root. Okay, okay. Uh, An appropriate death. Uh, but then he's saved by Walken's flying character. Yes, he dives in. Walken's flying character dives into the water and like pulls Z out in a very like heroic redemption moment. Yes, <laughs> and then Z is plucked from death and saved, and is ostensibly going to be the new leader or at least some sort of hero. And Sylvester Stallone's character Weaver says, "You to ant," <laughs> and that's the end of a '90s animated movie, if ever there was one. <laughs> Because I guess people were saying you demand at that point. You demand. Yeah. Was that a thing like was up was in like the was Like was that also <laughs> early aughts? I don't remember if you demand was a. Also, it's not. Stallone you... said it as if it was. You know, like he was like you to ant, and then it like ends. <laughs> right, like, well, right. That must, have, that must have been a thing in the nineties. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm sure it was. I was like kept away from slang as a child like my parents no seriously like that's i'm from new jersey and i do not have a an so aunt. I, though no, no no but i you moved away sure yeah i do not have an audible jersey accent because every time my parents like i moved away when i was 12 though so i i totally could have gotten one you could have but like you also you left where were you in jersey i was in a uh, morris county i was in madison you were upstate yeah it's like yeah. everyone commuted to new york right 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 my like I I remember like there were there would be times where I would say like coffee yeah and my parents would be like five dollars yeah and, then they, <laughs> and they'd be like that is not how you say that like and so I they did like you did like elocution yeah school. no exactly like I went to I mean I had a fucking um, Debbie Town Ball like <laughs> like my oh, parents my god yeah no no my parents were not gonna let me have that accent um <laughs> how did we get there shit <laughs> so this movie's done we're done yeah we're done it. uh I remember seeing it as a kid um. I liked it. Would you let your kids see it? Uh, sure. But I Would don't you think sit I, them down and show it to them on purpose? Well, okay, this is just a more granular thing <laughs> where it's like, I would have no problems with my kids seeing this. Okay. This wouldn't be one of these things I bought for my kids. You're not going to pay like the $2.99 on Amazon Prime. No, if they're going to watch something upsetting and like vaguely like nothing, you know, like... <laughs> It's, like, not really, like, one thing or another. I don't know. I guess it's about, like, being an individual. Which, I think Bug Life did the same message. I don't Because what else do you do with ant colony shit? Yeah. But, like, so, but as a kid, I really liked it because, um, because I was a little nerd and I liked being, feeling like there was adult stuff and I could tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know who anyone was. I didn't know who Woody Allen was. Fucking didn't know who Woody Allen was. But I liked that it was darker it okay. to me, and I also just had a sort of uncritical love, uh, you know, 
for everything that had CGI in it at the time of the 98. <laughs> now, I'm kind of surprised at how bleak the movie is, and mm-hmm. how dark and how weirdly, like, politicized it, the whole thing is. It almost seems like a post-9-11 movie, even, the, even though the Twin Towers are clearly visible in the end shot. Yeah, it ends with the and, and, and like and yet again another reference to like Manhattan and Oh no, it, it pulls away and like very clearly reveals yeah. where they are. I was surprised like Rhapsody in Blue didn't just start playing. <laughs> <laughs> but like Amazing. There's a Well, Amazon... but there's a lot of uh, Frank Sinatra. Is in it? The... Is it well it's all like cla- the... like standards. Well, there was the what is the one song during Insectopia. Yeah, no, no, I know what you're talking about. It's like, I got you, babe, or one of those kind it's of It's not things. I got it's you, It's not babe. that, though. No, 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 But while you're looking up that, yeah. like, there, there, on IMDb, there's one user review, and it, oh, well, there's a ton. There's like 200, <laughs> 300 user reviews, but the one that they show, it just says, laughed once, and I can't remember what that was for. Uh, that's a little harsh, <laughs> but kind of true, like... I mean, they were... throw a ton of like references and allusions at you, mm-hmm. but you know this movie does fall in the category of like this phantom zone where it's it's kind of for adults and teens, but marketed towards children, and therefore it's watery in both. Like, but that could just be me being a twenty nine year old and now going like I would not mind uh, animated feature about ants. To use as a metaphor for totalitarianism. I would just love it to be more overt. Um, Yeah, because when you just sort of need it to be palatable and digestible for children, you go like, it's good to be an individual and think for yourself. But, like, the fact that they were kind of talking about, like, communism, Mm -hmm. which I I feel like is maybe an arguable point, but pretty clear. Um, Yeah, it's just sort of mitigated by, like, kids. I don't know, you know? I mean, that's fine for me. If, like, if you want to make a movie, like, speaking about communism, like, that's fine. I just wish that if you're going to make a kid's movie speaking uh, speaking about communism, like, you would just do it more overtly. Yeah, but I'm sure this, to some people's minds, would be painted as Jewish propaganda, essentially. Yikes, yikes. I, I don't feel that way, I'm just saying. And and this is the shit that I think about nowadays. Okay. Like, people thinking in that ter- in those terms and being listened to. Maybe we should, and we are not going to, so don't take our word for this. Maybe we should watch Anastasia next. <laughs> we should, We definitely should watch Anastasia. Yes. Well, because it's, you know, it's, um, it's pre-communism going into communism. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. maybe. Um, so as a kid, I would, I gave this movie like a four, man. Like I really liked it. Oh, I, really? I, okay. I, I only saw it a couple times, but I remember like having a really good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an adult, it's like a two and a half. Like it's like, it, it's fine. And there's some interesting animation. I like the combo of, um, you can definitely tell some of the stuff was hand drawn mixed with CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the art style was pretty cool and they have that crazy thing where they, <laughs> that, uh, there's a comedian, John Early, who talked about this in some sort of, like, bit where he was, like, it gives him kind of, like, douche chills to think about, like, how animated movies are cast, where it's, like, Dame Judy Dench and Ludacris. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should, like, roll that in somewhere. But, um... Dame Judy But just the kind of, like, mishmash of, like, famous people, like, cashing in. Mm-hmm. Um... 
Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I just, as an adult... I think you just, just wanted to say ding. You did. <laughs> and ludicrous. And ludicrous. Um, yeah, so two and a half. I don't know. Okay, so you're giving it... I'm sorry, I'm gonna, like, stick this in and our... Yeah, so keep logging it, yeah. I'm starting to log these things because I want to be able to say to Matt, like, you fucking gave, like, this a one, but you're giving this, like, a two and a half. Because I think it's important for us to be able to... We're doing important work. And yeah. it's important that uh, Kendra right. catalog it accurately. Well, you know what? I, I think that's true. So <laughs> just for the record, because I started doing it with Good Burger. <laughs> um, Matt gave Good Burger a three as an adult and a four as a kid. And you're giving ants. A four as a kid. A four a, as a kid. And a okay. two and a half as an adult. Okay, so a 2.5 as an adult and a four. All right. So what is NASA? What is yours? Okay, so um, yikes! There was I think the important thing to think about as a child is that there is no one that I would have known really at the age of ten in right. this movie. Like I wouldn't have recognized any any of the voice actors except for maybe J Lo, and I'm not even sure if I knew who J Lo was when I was ten. So I wouldn't even have had that to like draw me in, and then the fact that there's only twenty minutes of this movie. <laughs> That really would have appealed to a ten-year-old. Yeah. Um, and I don't. Ooh, and I don't want to like try to like lie and say that I was that sophisticated of of a ten-year-old who would have enjoyed this. Like, I loved Spice World. Yeah. <laughs> As uh, when I was ten, so yeah, I think that's kind of like where I was in terms of like enjoyment. Um, so I'm gonna say that as a Kid, I, this was probably a two, five, like a 2.5. As a child. As a child, yeah, okay. yeah. So I'm going to say like a 2.5 as a kid. Um, I just, yeah, there's a car alarm going off and that is, that is going to help us with that. Um, as an adult, I was like very discon, discomforted, discomforted, discomforted. Discomfited? There discomfited. we go. Yeah, yeah. I was just something sure. <laughs> watching this movie because um, I turned it on really expecting that it would be. I knew it was more adult than A Bug's Life, um, but I wasn't expecting it to be as adult as it turned out to be. So I was a bit like un unnerved watching it. Um, and then there's the Woody Allen of it all, which we didn't quite jump into as deep as we could have, which maybe is for the best. I don't yeah, know. It's, yeah, it's a liar thing. It's, it, it, yeah. it's like quagmire to get into. All I can say is that I really don't believe that Woody Allen is Ronan Farrow's father. That's all. all right. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, yeah, but so as an adult, like, I think I would give it a three. There were some jokes that I like really did laugh quite hard at, and I loved the wasps. I yeah. think that was like a very... <laughs> It wasn't original, but I do think it was, like, very clever. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give it a three. Um, this is not to compare it to the same studio. This is no Prince of Egypt in any way, shape, or form. I don't know, Matt, like, what are you? Hmm? No, this, of course not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Th you're, you're talking about, like, ancient foundational <laughs> religious source material versus, like... But I, I... No, but, like, you didn't have to have the source material. Like, it was just... That was a beautiful fucking movie with, like... Good voice acting. I, and again, like I said before, like I did not enjoy the voice acting in this movie. Right. I thought the only good voice actor here was Sylvester Stallone. I think they leaned really heavily on 
on Alan as some sort of icon figure. To right. Be. Which Whereas in, it's like, in 1998, like, Woody Allen is not an icon to children. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's on the wane. Like, that's when he yeah. made some of his worst movies statistically, like, supposedly and all this kind of shit. So. He made, I remember, like, the first Woody Allen movie that I saw um, was a movie that he did with, like, the Wayne's brother and Tom Hanks. Yeah. What was or, that? What is that one with Jason Biggs that he did, too? What? Yeah. He did a movie with Jason Biggs? Yes. That's unfortunate. I'm going to look that up really quickly because that sounds not good. Um, but yeah, like, I I just, like, wasn't into Woody Allen. Who is into Woody Allen as a child? I don't know. It's like Cats Don't Dance where they made a bunch of, like, remember Joan Crawford? and fucking... But I was into that. Like, that, I think, is more common to be into as a 90s child because then you have a baby boomer parent. Mm. Versus a living person, though. Right, exactly. All right. But you have a baby boomer parent who, like, maybe is, like, more showing you that stuff. I don't know. Um, sorry, you said. Blah, 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 blah. Um, what am I looking for? Jason Big in a Woody. In a Woody. I don't know how to find that. It's fine. Let's wrap yeah. it up. Okay. Look it up for yourselves. Yeah, you guys should. You 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 should look that up and like, and try to find that. I don't know which one he was in. Forgot. I love Mighty Aphrodite. I forgot he wrote that. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just upset now. I'm just like upset that Woody Allen has like made movies that I do enjoy because he's a disgusting individual. We can talk about the <laughs> distinction between an individual and his art later. Okay. Um, but that was Ants. That was Ants. Um, so I'm going to throw a poll up on our Twitter account, which is at Kids Table Pod. And I'm just going to throw th- a few movies up in that poll. And you guys can, like, talk about, like, which ones you'd like us to watch. I chose Ants kind of on a whim, just based on what was on Netflix at the time, because we hadn't decided. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I had, but... Yeah, we had... <laughs> I did not want to watch Warriors of Virtue, because we had just done a Yellow Face movie, and I didn't want to do another one. It's not going to be in there. I think it is, though. Um, but so, I'm going to just throw some, a quick poll up. We haven't done a lot of the classics, like Little Rascals and Big Green, so if you... Or Home Alone, even. So if you, like, want us to do a classic, just, like, let us know. Yeah. Um, are we doing deep cuts, which are fun? Or right. would you rather see some more mainstream titles? Yes. Which you are familiar with? Yeah, yeah. That's And that's that's a good question. Um, so that's that. Um, Matt, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, trickscomic.tumblr.com and uh, on Twitter at Matthew Torpy, I think, is my handle. Do you have a middle name? Yeah, I do, but it's not. But I think it, it isn't it part of it? I don't. I mean, I don't know. Matt doesn't know his Twitter name, and it and it kind of becomes a problem when you're like. No, it's not part of it. It's not. Are no. you sure? Yeah. So oh, you're right. Did, no. Did you change your? No, oh, you changed your username. No, I didn't. I mean, not your guys. Username. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It is okay. Sorry, Matt is at Matthew Torpy. Yeah. So follow me. If you you want changed to. your user picture. That's why I didn't recognize the picture, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's trying to become more. Um, more more current and available for the people. Anyway. Oh, current. Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm Kendra James, and you can find me at Kendra James underscore on Twitter. 
Um, and thanks everyone who came to the uh, Bad Advice from Bad Women meeting at the Greenlight Bookstore in Brooklyn the other week. That was awesome and it went really well. I read a story about dildos and the American Girl Place um, that people seem to enjoy. You can find my most current writing on sites like Elle and Cosmo if you just search Kendra James. And you can email both Matt and I at the kids table. Um, you can just write to kidstablepod at gmail.com. We are now available on Stitcher and we've moved our entire podcast over to SoundCloud. So everything is just there under Kids Table Pod and on Stitcher under Kids Table Pod. So you should just be able to find it really easy. And uh, we will try to get out soon which movie we're watching next so that you guys can watch it and uh, be alert to it. Matt, do you have anything else that you need to say? No, I don't. Let's end this fucker. See you guys later, you little nostalgia freaks. What about friends? What about friendship? What? What? <laughs> you always said the thing about friends. I did earlier. Oh, I wanted you to say it again. No. You know it. You'll just have to guess when it's going to come. <laughs> no! Someone likes this, I don't know. Don't do that! Don't do that! Stop it! Stop it! Bye!